Hi everyone, welcome to the next episode of the Bay Street Capital Holdings podcast titled How Do You Do It and Why Should I Care? This series aims to highlight women doing amazing work in various industries. So today we are so lucky to be joined by Annie Sires, who is owner at Mirrorview Marketing. Hi Annie, lovely to meet you. Hey Layla, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. So I guess we can start with the main question of this whole podcast, which is how did you do it and why should I care? So... Um, so it kind of came from a funny place. Uh, I've been through a few personal tragedies in the last couple of years. Um, my husband passed away from a very rapid cancer. My mother passed away a year later and I actually, in between there, I actually broke my back. Um, it was the third time I broke my back. And so my kids were like, yeah, mom, you're done. You can't do so knowing that, that I did, I went out through all that. I was a horse and dog trainer. Mm. And the third time I broke my back, my kids were mom, you could have died. And, um, I could have been paralyzed for life and that would have been, you know, a, a huge change for me. And so right after my mom passed away, uh, that was January, um, February, March, they locked down the country for COVID. And so here I was a dog and a horse trainer and a nutrition coach. Mm -hmm. Um, And what's the last thing people want during a pandemic? (laughs) Nutrition coaching, right? They don't care about nutrition. They're eating ramen noodles in the, in the basement and Twinkies, you know? So, so that put everything on hold and I, it took me six months and I worked as a police dispatcher because I've worked in emergency services for many, many years off and on. And I was a police dispatcher and I, I enjoyed it, but I'm a, I don't know if this is visual, so I don't know if everybody can see me, but I'm older. And um, unfortunately, with police dispatching nowadays, you have to be able to switch your focus very, very rapidly and multitask in a way that I personally wasn't able to do anymore. So I was working hard. I had, a, I mean, the job was good and they liked me and I didn't cause any problems, but I couldn't physically do the job. And so we parted ways amicably. Like they were like, you know, we just can't keep you here because you can't do it. And we need to have somebody in there. I'm like, that's okay. Not a problem. And I went back to being an entrepreneur. So right at that point, I was kind of introduced to this group of people that is doing some computer stuff. Now you have to understand that I grew up around computers and I mean, literally my dad was a military doctor. Mm. And so computers were like from the time I was in, you know, first or second grade, we were around computers. And so this was in 1970 before the internet. Uh, The first internet was military doctors sharing data. And so my dad was in the forefront of that. So I've been or I programmed, I built my own computers for years, you know, that kind of thing. And so, um, and I don't do that anymore. I'm lazy. I'd rather buy a pre-built one. (laughs) But um, so I had been helping people with like LinkedIn and Facebook and things like that. And this group of people approached me and said, Hey, you've been doing this stuff. Why don't you come in and join us? And so I was like, Hey, that's pretty cool. I can do that. Mm -hmm. So I kind of joined this group and this group was doing um, websites and lead generation for contractors. And right after that, 
like a two months after that. So we're talking November, December of last year. I got introduced to this other group and they're doing software as a service through advertising and lead generation through messenger marketing. Mm. And it was like, it hit every piece of what I am. So it hit that computer. It hit that. I like to connect people that service to people. And so that's where that started as me building these templates of these messenger sequences for e-commerce building uh, 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 e-commerce companies and for, you know, various other people. And then it really just is kind of honed down to um, me building this marketing and lead generation company and starting to really help people. And so I'm working with a company right now that is doing, um, they actually are designing, they want me to design their app and Mm -hmm. then bring in all the tools that they need to have this template. It's, um, I can't explain it too much more because proprietary information and everything, but, and then I'm doing that also for the wholesaling industry, the, um, real estate wholesaling industry. I'm working with another guy. He's developing a website and I'm building the app and the connections and stuff. So really that's, that's how I got here. And why do you care? Because um, the numbers of people who are on messenger is 96% in the United States and it is the new marketing generation. Yeah. So um, the, a lot of the big companies are really starting to get in. People look at chatbots as they're kind of clunky, but this is like a finesse. So you can bring your entire lead funnel into the messenger marketing, and it's so powerful. And it is really, nobody knows about it. Mm-hmm. And so I've always been kind of like this on the forefront technology. I've always been, you know, like connecting people. I like talking to people. I like helping them. And... I can do this thing and help them with their businesses. So that's that's the whole story of how I got here. So that's awesome. Story. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So I guess you touched upon it a little bit because your dad was sort of a military doctor, but what also inspired you to join the industry? I mean, was there a pivotal moment in your life? Um pivotal moment for me. You know, I think it's always been like, I've always been one of those. I like the next gadget. I like to be on the forefront of things like, um, and I like to, I like things that work. So I'm Mm. always somebody who like, I'll try something and I'm like, yeah, this isn't quite it. I'll look for an alternative and I'll do this and I'll do this and I'll do research and I'll find it. And I'm like, this is what I like. And so my dad kind of taught me, you know, it's not always about um, the next thing. It's about the next best thing. Mm. And so like, you know, we didn't drive, uh, you know, a cheap Chevy, even though my dad was not rich. He was an, even though he was an army officer, we weren't rich. Mm. And so he bought a Toyota because at the time the Toyotas were like the best car on the market. And consistently they've been very good cars you know, to have. And so, you know, it's kind of like that same mentality. Like there are a lot of cars out there. Some of them look really great. The the Camry that we had in the eighties wasn't the most beautiful car in the world, but it was the best that you could get for the money. 
Mm. And so for me, it's kind of that same attitude. Like I learned that from very beginning and I just have always loved the technology side. Yeah, that's awesome. And I guess, are there any lessons that you wish you would have learned before joining this industry? Because obviously it's a industry in tech, so I'm sure there's still stuff that needs to be learned and is constantly involving. Ah, yeah. And so when I got involved with that first group, um, so there's a couple of things that I've learned uh, over the years with my business and even more recently with this tech thing, which is um, one is the iteration that you're in now is not ever the final iteration. Mm. there's always changes that are going to happen and you can either be a part of the change or you can be left behind. I mean, you look at companies like Nordstrom, which is flexing very well, very effectively in this, you know, new environment in the United States. And then you look at companies like uh, Kohl's, you know, or some of these other big realtor, real, um, Uh, big industries that are going out of business because they can't change direction enough to stay up with the, with the, with what is going on. And that, you know, everybody's like, Oh, you know, COVID and the pandemic and everything, but change is inevitable. Change is inevitable. And so if you can't have a plan or have an idea of what you're going to do when the change comes, then you're going to, you're going to have a fault problem and fail. And, when I got involved with that original company, um, with that in original group, they were, the trainer wasn't great. And so you weren't getting what you needed to understand how to plan and flex for the next thing. Yeah. So the, the secondary group that I got into, the training was phenomenal. The help was phenomenal. It was worth every penny that I would paid to train with them Mm. and it changed the way I look at things in a broader broader sense so so sometimes it takes a couple tries to get the right answer I think that's the second thing you know the one one of the things that makes America so amazing and so phenomenal is that nowhere else can you try and fail like you can in this country yeah well and, and that's not a bad thing. Everybody thinks a failure is a bad thing. But, you know, it's like Thomas Edison said, you know, there's 10,000 ways not to make a light bulb, right? Mm. But it took 10,000 tries before he got the right one. And so, you like, don't be afraid to fail. Now, like, if you run out of money, that's a whole other thing, you know. But, but um, don't be afraid to, to look at that goal and say, okay, what is my next action that I have to do? Okay, well, it's not that one. And I got to do something else. You know, what is the next thing I have to do to be successful with this? Mm. Yeah, that's very interesting. And I guess my next question would be following on from that, what would be some advice you would give to somebody who is wanting to join the marketing industry? Um, that's a good question. Um, it's actually brings me back to that original, the two groups, the first one, then the second one. When I joined that first group, it was about being a uh, technician. Mm -hmm. So marketing is, you know, there's a lot of tools, a lot of things you do. So, so in the marketing world, 
there's this first idea that it's like, okay, here's how you do this thing. Okay. So you do this thing and then you do this thing. But when I got into the second group, they were more like, actually it goes back to me also being a paramedic. When you're an EMT, you are basically the boo-boo bus. You know, somebody, you know, they cut their arm, they break their leg, then you go in the ambulance. And an EMT has a very narrow, very specific set of skills. Mm. When you're a paramedic in school, they teach you always ask why. And you're the last person. So it's like, you know, that whole the buck stops here. You know, as a paramedic, the buck stops with you. You're in charge and you are the highest trained medical personnel personnel there. So if you're, you know, somebody stopped breathing, you got to figure out why they stopped breathing. If they're having a heart attack or their heart isn't working, you got to figure out why their heart isn't working. Yeah. And so when you look at that in the marketing sphere, it's like as a marketing agency, it stops being about cookie cuttering, do this thing. And it has to be about you have to understand the overall process at a 10,000 foot level and say, okay, why is this not working? Why is this working? And you look at analytics, you look at the tools, you look at the at all of that. So I think the the most important thing to learn from that is it's not about being a jobber. Mm. Um, there's a really good book called the E-Myth Revisited. Yeah. And E-Myth Revisited talks about this. It's not about being the technician or the manager. It's about being the CEO and seeing all the pieces that you need to have and understanding what piece of it that you're going to work on and that you're going to use with your agency. So mine is very specific. I go toward a very specific niche, but it's taken me time to kind of figure that out too. So I hope that answered your question. Yes, for sure. And then finally, what is one common myth about the marketing industry that you'd like to debunk right here, right now? Um, That marketing is somehow different from sales. So marketing and sales are two sides of the same coin. So while you may not like to do the sales part, it is a part of marketing. You have to look at the end goal. This whole idea of a sales funnel, this whole idea of, you know, tossing somebody, you know, whatever, they don't fit. So you toss them is really kind of outdated. And really the idea is a, is a buyer pathway. And so in marketing, you look at every piece of where that buyer could be and how you talk to them and how you sell to them. What do they need and how can you fit that need? Because Mm -hmm. it's really about a communication and connecting and like, it's a win-win situation. It's a win-win-win if you've got a software or something like everybody's winning. And so that's your goal you need to look at and not look at it as a funnel where it's like, well, we have, you know, 10,000 people up here and only five here. No, you still have 10,000, but they're not all in the same place. Mm. So it, I hope that kind of helps. And Yes, you know. for sure. And then I'd love to learn more about you, but who is, who are three people in your life who have been the most influential to you? Um, well, the very first person who has been the most influential person in my life has been Jesus Christ. I would not be who I am or where I'm at if it weren't for God's consistent love in my life and keeping me from, you know, going crazy or 
you know, whatever the million other choices that I had if I hadn't been Christian. And I had a very difficult upbringing. Um, I think, you know, people, you know, like I was traumatized as a child very badly um, over a number of years. And I think people look at that like they, they use that to define themselves. And I think one of the things that God has done for me is he has helped me understand that you're never alone. There's mm -hmm. always somebody else who is going through something just as bad, if not worse. Mm -hmm. And so if you're able to reach out and help them, then that is your, that's your purpose in life. Mm -hmm. And so that's the first person. Um, my, my dad was a huge influence in my early years he gave me integrity and honesty and kindness. And um, he, wa he was a military guy, he came out of the Vietnam era, so he had a hard time with communication. And, but he still, I knew he loved me. I always knew he loved me. And that discipline, that, that all those things that I talked about, that was another... Um, really important part of who I am and, and that service to others. He was always about serving others. And so that's always been a kind of a foundational piece for me. And then um, because of the trauma I suffered in my early life, I was very angry uh, coming until I was in my early twenties and I went through a divorce and, you know, it was very difficult. And the third guy who person who helped me, it happened to be a guy, but the third person who made a drastic change was my husband. And unfortunately he passed away two years ago and he was the one who taught me to love who, who lo loved me for who I was. You know, he didn't ask any, if, you know, he didn't demand anything from me. And so when my kids have problems or when I have a problem, I always think of like, like he wasn't, you know, he wasn't Jesus. He wasn't perfect, but he had a standard that I knew like my, my daughter is going through some issues right now. And I said to her, would you allow anybody else to treat you any different than the way your dad treated you? Mm. You know? He, he wasn't, he didn't always make the, the best decisions, but he was like, he did it always out of love. And so everybody knew that he had their best interests at heart. Yeah. And he was kind and he was very like, um, uh, he was shy, but he was military, so he couldn't be shy. Mm. And, and so he was a ponderer. I always called him a ponderer. And so, yeah. so when I talk to people, I always think of, you know, he was my other half. And so how would he have helped someone in a way that I don't normally do that? I'm very, you know, outgoing and to the point and, um, and it's usually why I like software because, you know, I don't argue with software <laughs> and it doesn't get its feelings hurt. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then finally to round off our conversation, is there any advice that you wish you gave yourself at any point in your life? Oh, uh, there's a lot of advice. Um, 
I, yeah, a lot. Of, if I could talk to myself, I, I think the, the biggest thing is uh, don't be angry. I suffered and it, and you know, anger and forgiveness and all those things um, are, are about how you view things. They're not about how it's like, if you wronged me and I'm angry about it, it's only hurting me. You don't know about it. Yeah. You know, so anger and frustration and all those things, they, they affect you much more than they affect the other person. It'll, it'll like, you know, leak off of you. So it affects your relationship with other people, but really you're doing more damage if you're angry or you're frustrated or you're, you know, whatever. And so those negative emotions, um, you know, they're going to be there, but there's always the other side, the other side of that negative emotion, you know, um, you know, the trauma I experienced, I was so angry and Mm -hmm. I was angry because life wasn't fair because Mm -hmm. I was hurt and nobody was listening, but there are people who listen and I was angry, but I didn't need to be, you know? And so I think that's, I think that's the hardest that, the the best advice I could give to somebody is that if you're depressed and you can't help yourself, then go get help. If you're angry and you need to talk to somebody, talk to somebody about it so that you can get it out of your system because it's not for you. It's, it's just going to eat you up and, yeah. you know, so very important life advice and can definitely oh, thank be you. Any stage in your life but thank you so so much Annie for talking to me today it was lovely Absolutely. to hear more about your story and also more about your company too thank you very much I appreciate it thank you bye